0: Our passion didn't start with a mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness and all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to The Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits... The systems and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on your tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of people and truly the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence by identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with the other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome to The Dental Handoff. I am Dr. Kelly Tanner, and today I have with me Kirk Teachout. Kirk, so nice to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: Yeah, I am so pumped because you and I are like-minded ooh, individuals, and I am—I just am curious as to what some of your immediate solutions are for our followers, listeners, and community. But first, I always ask Kirk, um, my listeners. I know that you're not a dentist, but your wife is. So, I was going to ask why dentistry, but maybe that's still maybe that's still a good question. Why dentistry for you?
1: Yeah. You know, growing up, I just always wanted to be in dentistry. Um, I'm just kidding. I have no idea, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I my background's music. Uh, I mean, as you can tell, there's guitars behind me right now. So, um, And I'm in my studio, my home studio. But I love uh, just business, right? I love the intricacies of things and, and the details and, and Tetris and just kind of like putting pieces together to create a really cool impact and, and, uh, output. And four years ago, when my wife was really tired of being an associate, uh, she was just like, you know, will you help me if I buy a practice? Cause she didn't want to do it by herself. And I was like, sure. You know, I would I would owned businesses before I had had successful businesses. And so I kind of pulled back uh, from the music industry a lot and was just helping her early on and just learning the dentist, like the just dental uh, business in general. And um, I kind of, uh, I guess as uh, COVID came, when we shut down six months after we bought the practice, we were really trying to figure out what was going on in the practice and and what we liked, what we didn't like. And we let some people go, which I thought was the best. It kind of gave us an excuse to, to let them go. Uh, But in that, I kind of placed myself in roles in the practice that I didn't know anything about. So I got into insurance and verification and looking at people's benefits and kind of uh, submitting claims and doing different things in that. So I learned a ton in that role for a good year. Um, just about the dental field in general and like what procedures are and, you know, what the slang is from the back versus what the actual codes are, which Still to this day, I hate. <laughs> I wish I could change those code names, but um, but yeah, I it, it, I just wanted to help my wife, and and ultimately, I just want to make my wife happy. And mm. you know, I think that's why after twelve years this year, why our marriage is thriving, and why we do so well, and and we look at other marriages and like, man, I love you so much <laughs> because we have such a great marriage. Um, obviously, it hasn't been easy, but. Um, in doing business together, you know, that's the number one thing we hear. It's like, man, I could never work with my spouse. I'm like, man, you know, if your number one goal is to pour into your spouse and make them happier and make decisions based off of that, it makes your life so much easier. And you come closer together when you're working towards one goal Mm -hmm. ultimately. Um, so that's kind of why I got into dentistry was because of her.
0: Wow. You sound like a unicorn, Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the unicorn husband uh so and then also too who said that the first place i mean who would ever say if you would have said to your past self past kirk i know that i'm just going to really dig into dental insurance and verifications would you have ever believed that about yourself
1: no, not at all. And and I would always joke with the team when they always come to the front, ask, you know, like if there's anything that we need or anything. And I'm like, if you want to submit some claims, you can do that. And every single time the answer was, No, I'm good. Like Yeah, i mean, it. Yeah, guy- nobody wants to do insurance.
0: <laughs> it's- well it's kind of a it's a common theme with especially front the front office team is that many of them don't plan their entire life to be there and to be a part of the front office team. Sometimes they're transitioning from another setting. Sometimes people go from the back to the front. But people don't just wake up one day and say, you know, I've always wanted to be a, a, a front desk team member at a dental office. You, you yeah. know, it, it's usually by some other security thing. So yeah. sounds like you jumped into the right place because you got, I mean, talk about understanding the intricacies, because you got to understand the language, the communication, the also the gaps of communication that exists between the coding and the actual verbiage that's being discussed in the back.
1: Yeah. And like I said, to this day, it still irks me (laughs) what they say versus what it actually is.
0: (laughs) I know. I know, So from music to dentistry, and then your whole premise, is, and it's your heart, it sounds like, is, is helping your wife. And then now your mission, your central focus point is helping other dental practitioners avoid burnout, do what they love. And then just by the way, they end up with a seven-figure dental practice.
1: and Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, right. that magically <laughs> happens you know hey, yeah. i
0: to work less and do that and then just you know arrive on scene just yeah happy not burned out well rested and looking fabulous so right what tell us more about this
1: so i i, I want to start at the beginning because um you know from covid obviously kind of seeing what we didn't like, like I said, what we did like, um, the team members we didn't want there that we truly wanted to actually help us achieve our mission and our vision for the practice. We came back after two months of not knowing what was going to happen. And we asked the team, we we're like, hey, you know, what would you guys think if we came back at three and a half days a week? And they were like, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, and, and, you know, the kicker's like, okay, but we're not paying you more. We're, we're just, cutting the hours. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, no, that should be fine. Um, Yeah, right? So, But uh, we did implement a bonus system to where they could still make the same or more, um, but it was monthly at the time. And we saw the flaws in that and kind of did some things. We were rocking and rolling on three and a half days a week and we saw that we were doing more and there was a night and day difference of the culture of the team from going from four days a week to three and a half days a week just by cutting out a few hours they had more energy they were more optimistic they enjoyed being there i know our front desk um, who used to be an assistant for you know 20 plus years has been a front desk now for several years and she goes to jamaica every year and you know she'll text us like hey i'm so ready to get back like Really? From Jamaica? Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, it, But man. that's the kind of culture that we've created to where people enjoy coming to work. So, it, it was really cool to see that difference. But then after about a year, my wife had our third child and went on maternity leave. And in that maternity leave, she only got six weeks, three weeks where we didn't have a doctor because we're in a rural area, couldn't find anybody to tempt for us. And three weeks where we did have a doctor come in, But that doctor had never done more than $6,000 a day, total production for her whole office. So we were a little concerned because my wife does 10 to 12 on her own. But we were like, okay, well, this is better than nothing. We can keep the momentum going. At least it'll be okay. So she came in, and every day that she was in our office, she was doing $15,000 days every day. I was like, this is. Odd, very unique. Like, why? Why? You know, that's the question. Is like, why are you doing this here, but you can't do it at your office? And when she left, she emailed me and she was like, "Hey, can you send me all the processes that you have to do that? Because clearly, like, what I'm doing is not working, but what you're doing is really cool, and I love it." I'm like, "Okay." So I sent her everything, and at that moment, I kind of had a light bulb go off. I was like, "Okay." I think I have something here. I think I could, I could replicate this. Right. Um, but when she came, my wife came back from dental or from maternity leave, uh, we were like, okay, you're only going to come back at three days a week. Like, oh man. So we're cutting out more hours. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And okay, we'll see how it goes. So the team still is there. From eight thirty to twelve thirty on Thursdays, um, hygiene in Tennessee can see people as long as uh, you know they haven't ha- have had an exam within the last year. Mm-hmm. They can still see people, and if there's an issue, we get them back and we do the exam. But um, you know they're still there three and a half days a week. My wife only comes in three days a week, and we saw a fifty six percent increase in collections, not production collections. From that month to the next, so we went from sixty five thousand to over hundred thousand that next month and it's counterintuitive it, it's like okay, but you know if you maximize those three days, you're gonna have a well that's gonna run dry, you know you're gonna see all the work that's in your practice and you're not gonna have anything to do, but that's you know a limiting belief
0: I believe that too, yeah, you
1: know but that 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 feeling that we felt when we cut out those few hours on Thursday afternoon, now we had even longer of a weekend to rest and regenerate our minds um, and also regenerate ourselves physically to be able to do the grocery shopping on a Thursday instead of a Saturday on our day off. Yeah, Uh, we're able to go on long weekend trips and not have to take off work because we could leave on a Thursday morning and not have one day, you know, at a theme park. No, we have two or three days and can come back before the last day and not be exhausted for work. Mm. So we work super hard the three days we're there because we have so much time off, and we only work realistically about four and a half months out of the year.
0: Wow, that's wild when you say it like that it's crazy, wow, but it works right. yeah i have so I have questions as you it's <laughs> now a good time to ask questions is yes, yes, throw okay. them okay. at me, so you say that collections went up. <clears throat> I'm assuming that that's because people had time to actually go and do the billing, make sure that the claims were followed up on, that anything pending, outstanding, when patients walk out and they say, you know, can I call you back because I don't have my schedule in front of me? Like, you get to catch up on all of that. Is part of that the reason?
1: So, part of that is the reason. um, So, Thursday afternoon, because we do work so hard for those three days, you know, obviously, it's a little crazy sometimes. Um, So Thursday mornings um, during that day, they have the time to catch up on whatever they do need to do to focus on the things that needs to happen. Um, but another thing is during that COVID period, we looked at efficiencies and inefficiencies. And about once a quarter, I look at bottlenecks. I mean... To the point where like I tore out the whole front of the office and moved the desk back two feet because that was a bottleneck. You were talking about physical, like a literal bottleneck. All sorts of things, but, but also like scheduling inefficiencies and handoffs and and all sorts of stuff like miscommunications. Like, okay, well that was a miscommunication. How can we get that better? Um, So part of that is meeting cadence. So early on, you know, Everybody's like, oh yeah, you need to have meetings with your team. You need to have meetings with your team. So we would do that, you know, here and there and everywhere, but not consistently. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until we started having a monthly meeting every single month, just for a couple hours, we bring in lunch on a Thursday afternoon. um, And for a couple hours after that morning, we go through one particular thing. So You know, just enough to where they get the information, they're not overwhelmed, and we can work on implementing that the next month. Mm -hmm. But then we also go through what went well this last month and what didn't go well, and how Mm -hmm. can we alleviate that? So, we try not to wait to be reactive. We try to be proactive. It's like, okay, there's this small problem that we're having. Okay, cool. We can nip that in the bud real quick. Versus it becoming a very large problem, and then it it really can tear down your business. So that's, that's really a lot of it, is that we just kind of are proactive in trying to find the bottlenecks and find the inefficiencies and find the problems up front, versus waiting until they actually become a problem right. that could be detrimental to your business.
0: So do, is your wife a solo dentist, or is there another associate, another doctor in the practice?
1: So, when I was creating this program, she was a solo doctor, period. So, we didn't uh, hire our first associate until the end of this last year. Okay. Um, but uh, I made a joke to our associate not too long ago about how she's only with us for a couple of years and she's moving back to Nashville. And I was like, you know, when you move to Nashville, you know, it's going to be hard to find an office that you know will allow you to only work three, three and a half days a week. She's like, oh, I'm not taking a job unless I'm working three and a half days a week. <laughs> It's like, once you get it and you understand it, you don't want to go back. It's like, I've I've asked the team jokingly if we could do a Friday and they're like, no. And uh, like, we've had a team member come in that is new and they don't kind of know the culture yet. And they're, like their suggestions for those monthly meetings is like, well, maybe we can open up a half day on a Friday. And everybody's like, no, <laughs> we <laughs> will not be here. <laughs> you can come in, but we're not. Yeah.
0: Okay. So efficiencies. The timing of things, meaning, you know, the working that three, three and a half days a week. What else is there? So there's gotta be oh, is there a catch?
1: Like <laughs> you know, I I wanna say that, you know, it's so it's such like such a, a cool secret that, you know, I, I have a robot running my front, AI <laughs> doing all this back end <laughs> stuff. Like it's really not that. It's really just training your team and training them to be efficient, getting them on the same page, buying into your vision, and honestly, having a big enough vision that they're willing to follow you. Okay. Because if you truly think that you're n- never going to be a seven-figure dentist, then it doesn't matter. Oh, Nobody's yeah. ever going to rise to that. And I've been rereading Atomic Habits. Um, I, I love that book. Yeah. So I've been rereading it. Uh, James Clear is awesome. But I, I keep saying this over and over again. And I, I keep saying it in our monthly meetings lately, but we don't rise to our goals, but we fall to our systems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, a, a goal is an arbitrary number or an arbitrary thing that you're trying to achieve. But unless you have the systems and clear action steps to get there, it doesn't matter. You're just grasping at straws and hoping that you hit something. And when you don't, you get really bummed. And so, you never hit it. You never try to look at those systems that that really are going to get there. And so, really, it comes down to the system. So, I mean, when I'm working with a doctor, I'm looking at their systems. I'm looking at really the lack of systems that they have
0: mm-hmm.
1: and getting their systems more efficient and robust to where you know, they're not their biggest bottleneck because really that's what it comes down to is they're control freaks. My wife is a control freak.
0: Okay. In dentistry, we are control freaks,
1: Kirk. It's
0: it's also hygienists. We don't delegate.
1: (laughs) Barely, if at all. Sure. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the first things that I do is ask them to write down a list of things that they do throughout the day. And they think it's annoying, but I'm like, look, It's very purposeful, right? Write down everything that you do one day, whether it's anesthetic for a patient, whether it's scanning, if you have a digital scanner, whether it's taking impressions, doing notes, like I don't care what it is. Like I did a check, I did this, I did that. I went through a whole treatment plan with, you know, in hygiene, but I have them write down every single thing. And then I have them go through that and star everything that doesn't require your license. Because if it requires your license, you have to do it legally. Yes. If it doesn't require your license, you need to delegate it. Yes. And I get it. Like some doctors love doing lab work. They love doing their own lab work. That is fine. They need to do that because that's what fulfills them. Right. But at the end of the day, I guarantee you could probably drop five to 10 things off that list to an assistant or somebody else.
0: Yeah, and you can do this in any area of your life too. Like, yeah. what did you like doing? What did you not like doing? What really yep. you're like? Oh, what have you not? What's been on your to do list for more than two weeks that you're go that you're dreading that you are avoiding?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I mean the same thing. Like, right, business in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a buddy who has a media business, and he's like, I'm a creative. Like, he was a musician with me, so. He's like, I'm a creative. I love the creative side. I love creating content. I love working with clients and creating something for them, but I hate the operations side. Mm. And so, now he's trying to find a COO to run the operations side because he hates it. That's not something he likes to do and it really bogs him down. So, as dentists and hygienists the same, you need to be able to see what you enjoy doing, see what you don't enjoy doing. If it requires your license and you don't enjoy doing it, I don't know what to tell you there. You just got to grind through that um, or figure out a different way. But but at the end of the day, like you got to do it. But if you don't, then find somebody else to do it. And I guarantee there's something on somebody else's list um, or not a lot on somebody else's list that you can pawn that off to that they may be really great at.
0: Yeah, it's their gifting. And they want to do it, lights them up. So I know that you, you have all this information on your website too, with some things. And then you probably, I I think you have a handout and how do people, like if you were to say, you've already given us one tip to write down everything that they do from the time they walk in, that's not their license, their scope, or maybe what they don't even like to do, but what else, how can people get started tomorrow?
1: Man you would be surprised at how many doctors don't have a clear goal for their team. Hmm. Like at all. And I, I I understand what I just said was that we don't rise to our goals. We fall to our systems, but you have to have a goal still. And when you don't have a goal, once again, you're, you're going to be grasping at straws Mm -hmm. and you're never going to, you know, thrive like you really need to. Um, but, but you'd be surprised at, you know, how many people don't have a goal in general, they're just kind of going to work and hoping they see patients and hoping they make money.
0: Yeah. So are you talking about like a daily goal? Is it a monthly a daily goal?
1: goal. Yeah, okay. So, so is just it
0: money? It, so is it a money goal?
1: Yeah. So, so typically I, I do production because I know, uh, you know, cause we are a PPO office. Everybody's like, Oh, you're making so much cause you're a fee for service office. Like not yet. That's the goal this year. But I guarantee I could still outpace your office on three days a week with a small team. Yep, I mean that's just how it is because we have the systems in place to do that. But I'm talking about a daily production goal. Um, we use EagleSoft, so at the top of the schedule on on schedule, it shows the 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 daily goal, and it says it shows where we are for the day mm-hmm. um, based off of what's in the appointments, um, and we look at that goal. And since we do have that really great bonus system, a daily bonus system uh, that we ended up landing on, they look for things in patients that's trying to get them 100% healthy to hit that goal. So throughout the day, you know, if we're like a couple hundred dollars or even a thousand dollars away from that goal, they'll be like, okay, who's due for a pan? Who's due for an x-ray? Who's due for this? Who's due for that? Oh, yeah. Becky, she, she needed a, she wanted a partial the last time. You know, we need to ask her if she wants a scan.
0: Yeah.
1: They're actively looking because they want to hit that goal. And, you know, I, I've been talking about this a lot. It's a win-win-win mm-hmm. because we're winning, obviously, because we're making more money that way, but we're winning because they're doing the work for us. We're not having to do it. Or prodding them and poking them to try to get them to do the work, which everybody was like, hey, make sure everybody is ready for their x rays, make sure when they're due that we're doing it and all sorts of stuff. It's a different focus. They're trying to hit that goal. But in doing that, they win because they get a bonus and the patient wins because now the patient is being proactively looked after, not reactively looked after when they just come in with tooth pain.
0: Yeah, some. I know dental professionals would hear this and I, you know, I'm I sing the same tune that you do. We should have it's important to have goals and you need to know where that is on your dashboard and not treatment planning for, for the sake of treatment planning and thou shalt, you know, administer three yeah. DOs a day or anything like that, but yeah. it is what it is and the patients need what they need. And it's about right. having that conversation to help them understand their needs, their options, but to them I'll also bring it to top of mind. But some of the team members would say, that sounds like selling to me. I don't want to know about the numbers. What do you say to those team members or those offices?
1: I would say, you're selling me on the fact that you're not good at sales. Life is sales, like in general, right? We're always selling ourselves to the public, to our friends, Mm -hmm. to the people in front of us. but. What I would say um, is that you really don't have to worry about it. Obviously, verbiage is important. We go over verbiage, like how you approach a patient, how you go over stuff. But we're professionals. All we do is we give them the options. Um, we give them the best Option obviously, we ask them what motivates them. Whether or not their smile motivates them to be co- more confident, or if money motivates them, they don't have a ton. This is, you know, we kind of go at their pace. Like what motivates them? It's like some people would drop eighty grand on a full mouth makeover if you asked them, but you never asked them. If you knew that they that you offered that service, yeah, it's like yeah. you never asked. So the way that I approach it is. I just give them the options. It's mm-hmm. like, look, here are your options. You can go with either one. But if it was me, I would want to go with the best because it's going to last longer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is X, Y, Z. You know, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you can go with that. That's fine. Uh, that is your choice, right? A lot of people, you know, have come to me and be like, oh, man, you guys just must be so aggressive. And you're doing crowns on every tooth. And, you know, I'm like, no, we're really not. We're doing bread and butter dentistry, and mm. still outpacing a lot of people who are specializing in doing all sorts of stuff. Because yeah. my thought is like, okay, you spent five hundred thousand dollars learning about bread and butter dentistry and general dentistry, and now you're trying to spend another fifty grand to learn about implants. Like, okay, well, why don't you maximize what you've already learned, and then fund that with something else after you've already mastered that.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I tell, so I um, educate a lot of teams as well internationally. Yeah. And when it, when it's, when the sales point comes up, I, I tell them I'm, it's, it's not selling it's educating because you're really, it. it's like someone saying, Hey, where'd you get those shoes? And it's, oh, blah, blah, blah. They're this kind. You're not trying to sell them on your shoes. They now are aware of them because they see them visually. So that's the power too of showing people what you're seeing so they can see it for themselves with technology or however it is you're going to do that. And yeah. they can see, they can finally see what you're going to see, but without seeing it or knowing about it, it doesn't bring, right. doesn't bring them to the to asking about anything. So if you bring it to their attention, then you're saying, okay, well, there's three options or you could always do nothing. So I always say, talk about the problem, the consequence, and then the solution. Yeah. Those three things when you bring it to them. And then it is what it is, you know, and then just by doing what you do, you're, you are serving the goal. Right. Of the practice, but you're bringing it up. You're talking about it.
1: Right. And, and I like how Alex Hermosey, States it too, It's like, you know, you need to present the vacation, not the flight, right? You need mm. to present how the outcome's going to feel, not the dental procedure itself, right? And that's what a lot of doctors have a problem with, because even like if we have a temp dentist come in or, or like I'm listening to doctors in their treatment planning, I'm like, nobody cares about the procedure. Like the patient cares about how they're going to feel. And how they're going to feel afterward. Mm -hmm. That's it. So you need to present the vacation, how they're going to out like the outcome that's going to be from that. How confident they're going to be now that they have a smile. Um, I know, like for from firsthand experience, like my wife's father. Like you see pictures before he had his crowns done, he wouldn't smile,
0: Mm.
1: and pictures after that, he is smiling and beaming. From ear to ear in every single photo, that's the vacation. It's like how confident you are now, how excited you are to even smile in front of people, which yeah. naturally physiologically changes a lot of things about you. Yes. Um, so, so you got to talk about that, right? Not the dental procedure itself. Yeah
0: it's that's that can, because that also could deter the patient it doesn't make them feel that warm and fuzzy feeling inside now there are some patients who do want to hear all that but i love yeah. how you said that it's the it's the emotion it's the yeah. emotion the outcome that they're experiencing as a result of that the experience you know you were we were talking before the show that that your family instead of gifts you guys have experiences together and that's exactly what this is about so you've given us a tip about um of course focusing on the the goal that doctors need to be clear on the goal also about the about the making the list of the things that are in your scope or maybe it's things you don't like to do that maybe everyone compares list at the next team meeting right is there anything else you would add to that before we
1: close out um the schedule being efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a client of mine uh, not too long ago and we were looking at his schedule um, with just two chairs. He was just trying to get to $4,800 a day. And just by simply doing a, a very simple block schedule, um, You know, and everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, block scheduling. Oh, yeah, that's how you do it. Like, yes, but it's kind of a hybrid block scheduling. So, but simply doing that block scheduling by starting with the rocks, right? Because you have your goal now, but you Mm -hmm. have to actually have procedures that hit that goal. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're never going to hit it. So, you have to go through your schedule, start with the rocks, write down how long each procedure takes you. And figure out where you can put it. So, you know, you can do four or five, you know, big procedures a day. You could do three to four, maybe restorative procedures, smaller procedures, like, you know, two or three surface fillings and extractions. And then you could have some small emergency assistant driven, uh, you know, procedures. And so, that's what I do a lot. And after, like, we were just trying to hit 4,800 for him. We were hitting 7,500 and it didn't look crazy. And now his front desk has a very clear goal and, uh, you know, parameters to work within to schedule for that doctor. So, that's really, I would argue, is what has come down to our success Mm -hmm. is just simply getting the schedule super efficient and then training the team on how to run that schedule efficiently because it doesn't matter if you have a great schedule you know blocked off if your team doesn't know how to run that schedule and how to hand off from the doctor to the team and back and forth like that really nice elegant dance then you're still going to feel like you're running around crazy so you still have to kind of figure that out and that's what I mainly train people on how to do after we get that schedule set but i mean that's really the 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 biggest thing to me is getting that schedule super efficient
0: okay scheduling. That's a big deal because you don't want a bunch of adjustments or night guard delivery. I mean, maybe you do want a big delivery day because that means you can bill for it. But <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you want the mix of what's going to help you meet right. your goal. But it needs to be intentional. There needs yeah. to be a goal behind scheduling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Awesome. Well, Kirk, this is... Awesome. Awesome. And we didn't even get into the whole, you know, how do you create that emotional culture with the, with the team too? Like that mindset and that belief of the naysayers and how you, how you address that,
1: uh, that. No, we uh, could do it if you want.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, That whole, um, oh my gosh. What am I trying to say? The thing where you're getting that pushback and getting around that. It's, it's amazing because there's a, there's a culture, and there's a way that you nurture the culture too right you can yeah. meet the culture where it is you meet it and it all coalesces cuz all that has to be there too to to even meet the goal or even care about the goal <laughs> yeah as the yeah leader. you have
1: to you have to pour into your team mm-hmm. and i'll leave you with this simple tip too it's something that i do so you can i forget where i got it but you can put you know 10 beans or 10 pennies or 10 something in your left pocket at the beginning of the day and as you Pour into your team during that day. You move whatever paperclip, whatever, to the other pocket. So at the end of the day, when you've poured into each team member at least ten times throughout the day, then that's creating that culture because you are asking them, "How can I serve you? How what could make your life better?" This is how I really think you are doing very well. Um, you know, just pouring into them and giving them little adjustments throughout the day every day, asking them what they're focusing on this week and how they can do better. Um, but empowering them in that is how you create that awesome culture and they respect you for it.
0: Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Thank you for that. You got to add a bonus tip. That's awesome. Yeah. So where how do they reach out to you, Kirk? How do they get more of you? Tell
1: us. Sure. So Instagram's the easiest way. My fingers are on fire all the time on Instagram. So I manually message everybody um, that follows me and reaches out um, at Kirk teach out super easy. Or if you want a seven step guide, you can go to the website, the seven figure dental or the seven figure dentist.com. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes yes. uh, with the seven. Please spell it out because there is another one that's just a number. But um, the I to, I
0: we did a little boo-boo then on the screen, but you know <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we'll fix it. We'll, follow the show notes, okay, to to figure it yeah. out. There'll be a clickable link there. Thank you yeah. for that
1: call out. Of course, and you can book a call with me there too. So that'd be fine.
0: Awesome. Kirk, thank you so much for all that you're doing to improve lives and the um, the practice of dentistry and all all it serves. And to our followers, listeners, thank you so much for all that you do every day. And do me a favor, go on to Apple. Five stars, please. Do me a favor. Five, Kirk. Don't five, five is the number and like, subscribe, share on YouTube as well. We love you. Thank you everyone for listening. Kurt, thank you. Keep rocking it, my friend.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: All right. Take care.